This is Rashawn Slater, first round draft pick for the LA Chargers, and you're listening to the Charged Up Bolts podcast. Bolt up. G'day, Bolt fam, and welcome to another edition of the Charged Up Bolts podcast. 1 0, baby. We're off to a flyer, as predicted by the four of us and most of the Chargers uh, family uh, across the globe. I'm your host, John Was Jr., recording for the last time from Greater Northwest London. We move house uh, on Friday, my wife and I, to the east coast of uh, England, a place called Essex. Uh, not as good as Yorkshire, uh, definitely better than Lancashire. But so this is the last, last recording from London. But it's not the last recording from Texas, is it, Mr. John Ayres over there in Dripping Springs? How's it going, buddy? Oh, just living the dream out here. Just living the dream. Today was uh, Sports Jersey Day. Um, so I sent the kid off to school today wearing a, a Keenan Allen jersey. So, <laughs> yes. Love that. Hopefully that went well. Well, that's, that's to be fair, John, your daughter is wearing the Chargers attire. Unlike the man above us and to the side of us, Bermudez, again, that obviously someone's stolen all his Chargers gear. How's it going, Bez? Well, to be fair, it looks like from here that I missed the memo on wearing the matching gear. What are you doing? Are you twins or something? <laughs> <laughs> trying to cover up, I'm trying to cover up the one three, so it looks like yeah, it's yeah. Still well, apparently, Chargers community said it's okay to wear 33 and. I blame Bez because my, my wife reached out to him before Chris said what jersey my buying was. She said Derwin James. Oh, he did. So Bez is to blame. Yeah, I... you are two Derwin Jameses in one jersey. Yes, much that's, like yeah. he's in on the, on the field with the amount of coverage and blitzing he does. There's always two of him. Well, anyone see my Twitter header? That's a quality header, by the way. Um, Derwin James and that car crash. Absolutely fantastic. That's where we're going to start, folks. 1-0. and um, I don't think we, we give the Raiders enough credit um, for, for the game because they, they, they've they got some good weapons. Waller, Devontae Adams, you know, Max Crosby, Chandler Jones. They generated a lot of heat. The two tackles, the two guards gave up uh, two presses each. We didn't give up a sack. Herbert was allowed, uh, able to operate in the pocket. And... Just my opinion, I don't know if you two agree, it's the, I think it's the most complete game of football we've seen the Chargers play since we demolished the Ravens in the 2018 playoffs. John, is that a fair assessment? Uh, probably. Um, you know, I, I mean, it could be. I don't know. It's it's hard to say. Bez? Do you know what? I, I'm going to bring, I'm going to calm us down and start <laughs> negative and then I'm going to build us up, right? Shocking. But, you know, we've had some tough years recently. We, we, we've started slow in particular, um, and I was very nervous for this game. And I thought we start, we actually started all right. We went down the field. We scored a field goal and looked like we had good momentum and we could, we could move down the field at pace and accurately. I, I liked it. And then we let the Raiders do exactly the same to us. And it, there was a period of time at the beginning where I was worried that we weren't showing our true colours. We weren't showing that we were better than the Raiders. We were just matching them. Um, so I, I, I worried at that point. And then obviously we sort of accelerated a little bit through the second quarter and into the second half. We got a lead. 
and then and then we were too conservative towards the end. So there were real big positives, and I'm gonna you know hopefully we will have some time. I'm gonna analyze a few of those, give my opinions, get your opinions. Get um, on with it. Come on, I want to hear it. Yeah. So you know, like for me, the charges were a t. You know, a few years ago, I'm gonna give an example. A few years ago, when the year the Falcons got all the way to the Super Bowl and then blew it with the big lead, yeah. they came in to Qualcomm. And they destroyed the charges. They were just far too good. Julio and Matt Ryan and, and, and the entire team were, were absolutely incredible. And you could tell that they were a team that were just in a different level to you and on the way to a really nice postseason. The Chargers showed all those things that they could be. The defense was out, outrageous. The, the hang time on the punts was great. Some of the offense was fantastic. So they had all this, op- but they didn't turn the dial up to 10 it was almost like no no we've got a lead let's 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 just calm down so I feel as if there's more potential and it's on the coaching staff to dial it up and keep it going and put the put their pedal put their foot on the pedal and press the gas and go for it well yeah you can't hold back in this league but it goes back to what I said Max Max Crosby Chandler Jones they are they are elite and they're going to bring they're going to bring heat and I think I didn't realise Trey Pipkins hasn't given up a sack since 2020. <laughs> Not particularly been, great statistics. Well, but play, no, but yeah. it's, you know, we, we, we've been panicking about this right tackle situation. And I think we just, did, we, we, we did what we had to do. And I predicted we'd go 42 um, points on, on, on Sunday. It, it wasn't to be. Too many three and outs. I think I didn't like the fourth and Staley. Herbert could have got hurt there. There's no need. No, no need we, for it. We we went for six when we could have had three, and we came away with nothing. And that we spoke about this. That that needs to stop. But, Especially I mean, when you've got a lead. Add the three points. There's no need for fourth and Staley with two yards to go. And to there's there's no reason. Like it's wanting to be dominant, but pushing it too much. There's a time to take points and have a lead and extend it. And there's desperate times or times where you really want to assert yourself. That wasn't one of those times. Didn't need to do it. I'd much rather, instead of going for it and fourth down, how about throw a 20 or 30 or 40-yard bomb for a change and get Mike Williams screaming down and take a shot? I you think, don't get uh, to be aggressive on fourth down when you aren't taking shots for me. I mean, John, obviously, I know you're you're all in on the wide receivers room. We spoke about the fact that don't, don't select any charges wide receivers in fantasy because Herbert's going to give the ball everywhere. Did he? Was it eight or nine people had a reception? Do you well, think that? Do you think it, that the fact? Sorry, go on. I was going to say actually, to be clear about what I said was, it's hard to trust anyone but Allen, and if you're going to tr- select a pass catcher, yeah, from the Chargers, it should be Gerald Everett, who, by the way, top five fantasy tight end. Yeah, yeah, Bosch, fantastic. Anyone who listened to me, you're welcome. Uh, but yeah, no, Herbert's doing a great job spraying the ball around, mixing it up because he's not going to sit there and you've got to, you've got a guy like Derek Carr and he did the same thing last year, right? That's why a lot of people, again, fantasy related told them, Hey, stay away from Hunter Renfro. Don't do it. He's going to be worthless to you. Why? Carr is one of those guys who zeroes in on a favorite target and he will push the ball to them. Now, when your favorite target is Devontae Adams, you're going to get receptions it's going to happen but once you take away that favorite target what do you have nothing right because now every time he's up in the pocket he's going to his second and third reads but after he's done staring down Devontae, right so i think that the good news for herbert is he's like okay yes keenan allen's my favorite it's it's he's 
always going to be his favorite, but he's going to move through his regressions quickly because he doesn't lock on onto any single target. He's like, nope, nope, no, yes. And that's why you see it spread around. That's why you see him make magic happen because he's willing to go wherever is necessary, right? Yeah, and, and I think that's that's that was the point I was coming on to. There's people losing their minds on social media about Mike Williams not getting involved with the game. Well, well, that's a good thing. If Mike Williams has been getting is been getting snuffed out, it then opens the doors for everyone else. And if you if anybody was watching Red Zone in the early games, every time Joe Burrow got the football, he automatically looked right to who? Jamar Chase. Well, that's because Joe Burrow's a fraud, and all he has is Jamar Chase. Correct. If you exactly. didn't have Jamar 100%. Chase, he'd be garbage. And I don't know if you saw the set online. Not. I don't know if you saw the set online about sacks allowed and taken. And, you know, Q, sacks are a QB stat, by the way. Uh, Joe Burrow had, was sacked like seven or eight times, and he was responsible for at least half, if not more, of those sacks. Yeah. Like, he was he was the reason the sacks have – obviously, the offensive line were part of the reason, but he was part of the reason, too. On the flip side of that, uh, Justin Herbert avoided two to three sacks, like two to three that should have been sacks. He yeah. turned them into not sacks because of his movement in the pocket and his ability to move around. So um, just, just saying. Has, has, anyone found, has anyone found any software patches yet that can turn this cheat mode off for Justin Herbert? I mean, he's ridiculous. He is unreal. It's, it's called Mike Lombardi with a lead in the fourth. That is the that yeah. that's the cheat code is hey guys let's just let's just let the Chargers have the lead in the fourth let let Lombardi get super conservative and then we'll come back and win it now against <laughs> the Raiders that didn't quite work out for them but against the Chiefs when you have Patrick Mahomes yeah like I honestly and unless we enter the fourth quarter with a three touchdown lead I am never going to be comfortable against well, no. the Chiefs I mean we'll, we'll come on to Chiefs in a minute but we were having a bit of fun last night on social about the power rankings and I've worked out that. The one of the power rankings that was published yesterday was done for a bingo machine. Chargers eleventh. It's just absolutely ridiculous. Um, the same with the, the people are losing their minds over PFF stats. Now you've got to go behind the, got to you've got to dive into the actual metrics how PFF do their stats. But I believe Max Crosby was rated higher than Khalil Mack, a man with six pressures, including three sacks, an absolute. Uh, John is put you on the spot here slightly is that the best well actually probably not but we'll go for defense because i think I've, I've answered my own question best debut for a chargers in modern history you could argue it was justin herbert in week two but let's go for defense is that the best performance you've seen for, for, for a Chargers deputy in 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 recent times hmm probably um I would say probably it, it, I mean, he racked up some serious numbers and let's be honest though, like as much as, as great of a game as he had, the, the real reason that Khalil Mack had the day he did was because of Joey Bosa. I went through and I watched the game through, I watched it a, a regular re I watched the full game, the regular replay, and then two um, quick replays with a little bit of all 22 in there. And something I noticed the Raiders still tried to double and triple team Joey Bosa. Yeah. Well, this is the joy. This is the brilliance <laughs> of having Khalil Mack on the other side. This is something Bosa hasn't had. He, even when Ingram was here, and Ingram was great. You know, I loved Ingram, but he never was. He, he was never a Khalil Mack, right? When you have a Khalil Mack on the other side, and you're like, "Hey, we're still going to double team Joey Bosa." Guess what? Khalil Mack's coming home at you, and he did. 
And I don't reckon we're going to have a ton of games where we're going to see Khalil Mack putting up those kinds of gaudy stats because I think teams are going to have to go, oh, crap. Well, I guess he's not washed. I guess he can still play. I guess we have to account for him, and and we can no longer double and triple Joey every time, right? So while Joey's numbers did not reflect, hey, I've got help now, I think what you're going to see moving forward is defense is going, well, I can't double and triple team Joey. just does not because Khalil Mack will come home on me. Yeah, and the other thing as well, I don't know if you noticed, is how how much Derwin James was chomping at the bit just behind the line of scrimmage to, to get in amongst the action. And obviously, he got his rewards. And, and we're going to see that more and more. I think James is, is now, he's, he's intelligent enough, he's experienced enough to know when to, when to come shallow, when to stay deep. And I think we're going to see a lot more of that. And then we, we've, you know, Kenneth Murray coming up with, with stops and tackles. Yeah. There was a national podcast. I listened to it every Monday morning on, on my on my hour commute to work. And they were sort of going, oh, yeah, Asante Samuel Jr. got torched by Devontae Adams. Well, that's what Devontae Adams is going to do to you. He is going to torch 99% of all defensive back because that's why the Raiders paid top dollar for him. But at the end of the day, stat column says Asante Samuel Jr. took an interception. And I wrote about Brandon Staley's uh, victory uh, speech on chargedatbots.com. You watch that, watch the tape, read what I've put, and you will see what I'm talking about. There's hidden messages in there. Asante Samuel didn't have a good first year, did he? Preseason wasn't great for him, but all Brandon Staley's done there is elevate that dude's confidence to another level. He's given people the belief. And when he was that ball game time, ball, yeah. mm-hmm. wow. He was, you might have just said to him, here's $100 million. He would have reacted exactly the same. There's a lot of um, emotional intelligence being used in the correct way within the Chargers locker room, mainly coming from Brandon Staley. And you, you, you start to see that now through the senior players. And I think it's refreshing. I, I want to see the fringe players stepping up because then we're not just talking about, like John said, we're not just talking about Joey Bozo. We're not just talking about Derwin James. And we've got JC Jackson to come back as well. And this, I mean, we are now ranked uh, number three in defensive DVOA, and we're going to need it when we start talking about the Chiefs game in, in a moment. But, I mean, Bez, was there, was there anything on, on defence you didn't like necessarily? Um, I just thought it was one of those defences. We it grew in ascendancy throughout the game, and we finished on a high. Towards the end of the game, I had so much faith. When when the Chargers went two, two on the back foot and... and and too relaxed with that lead and they stopped throwing down the field. And I thought, don't worry, the defense is coming out. I'm so excited to watch um, someone make an absolute ridiculous play. But the thing is, is that Derek Carr was able to move the ball and he was able to score on us as well. And I think I'm getting the feeling with this Chargers defense that yes, they can be dominant, but they're also going to give up some points, bit boom or bust. We're going to rely on turnovers because we're going to be taking chances. So I think, for, for me, I'm happy with that. I'm happy to watch a Chargers defense that is going to smother you, get pressure and force you to pass it and get turnovers. Um, you know, we're not quite on it yet, but, you know, the Chiefs, Mahomes, when he was blitzed, he was fantastic against, um, was it the Cardinals that, or the, yeah. four, the Cardinals they beat? Um, we don't, we're trying to get pressure with four um, for the most part. And then we sometimes bring a Derwin James, um, someone like Carl Van Noy. We bring them as a surprise later on. But for the most part, we're trying to get pressure with four and create chaos in the pocket, flush out the quarterback, and then get, 
turnovers, dramatic turnovers to Khalil Mack, or perhaps just, you know, my my player of the game, Bryce Callahan. Um, so I'm happy for us to be boom or bust, but I'd just like to see us tighten up. We could have made adjustments that would have taken Devontae Adams out of the game and forced Carr to make it. He was staring his receivers down. I watched ones that they had to kick a field goal in the first in the second quarter. And I watched Derek Carr look at Devontae Adams and he didn't take his eye off him. He's the only guy he could see. Take that option away and make him look and you give Mac, Bosa and the D-line more time to get to him. I think we could have made those adjustments. Yeah, I think we, we spoke about Mike Davis. I mean, he, he let Devontae Adams go uh, for that uh, that score, but that's what you're going to get. And, the, you know, we're, we're not surprised when the likes of Keenan Allen and, and Mike Williams are running all over defensive backs. It is a tough league, and unfortunately, um, or, or fortunately for us, we came through uh, a tough opponent. I don't think I don't think we could have done much more on on defense. Um, special teams, J.K. Scott, absolutely phenomenal. I mean, when's the last time we ever saw a special teams player getting a game ball? I, Fantastic. I don't know. Well, before we start watching the charges in the in the late two thousands, um, I, I don't know. But yeah, I mean, guys, want to know? It's on the board. Any final points on the Raiders? Anything you want to mention, John? Any any final points before we move on? Um, no, I mean it was a good game. Uh, you know, they obviously it wasn't a perfect game. Definitely some stumbles there, but uh, you know, I I'm, I was pretty happy overall. I mean, obviously really happy overall that they won, but I was pretty happy overall with the performance. I would have loved to have seen a better second half, but you know, Lombardi coming out and admitting that maybe he was a bit too conservative, and you know, them going up against the Chiefs, where hopefully they have learned their lessons from years past, where um, you know, going conservative with a lead does not do well when you play the chiefs. So I'm, I'm hoping that they learn from some of the mistakes and uh, that we get an even better showing uh, here in week two. Do you, do you think there's any, I know there's, there's sort of rumor, rumor mill going around. Do, do you think Lombardi was being necessarily conservative because the, the, the chiefs would have been watching tape ahead of tomorrow's game? Or do you think it's just horse manure and that he was just playing conservative? Uh, I mean, it fits his MO. So, I mean, if if he had never been conservative in the past, if he had never done yeah. this sort of thing, I would say, hey, maybe maybe there's some yeah. some truth to that. But no, it I'll fits what there. he's done in the past. It's not it, it it's it, it's on brand for him. So you know, cool. hopefully, again, hopefully he he pulls out of his he pulls out of that. I mean, if he wants to get a head coaching job, he can't be the head coach. He can't be the coordinator that is looked on as the guy who has great first halves and then goes into a shell second house, right? That's not going to get you a head coaching gig. So I'm hoping he learns from it and uh, we see a, a much more even performance, uh, whistle to whistle. Bold prediction. Some point this season, Staley is going to take over offensive coordinating duties late on in the game if he starts being like that. <laughs> Bez, any final points on the Raiders? You know what? I'm so excited. We won. It feels amazing. I was on a high for days after the game. Huge positives, big takeover, big turnovers, sacks, pressure all the time. It was exciting to watch. At times we dominated and we saw Justin Herbert. Just want to see a little bit more. Just want to see a little bit more of Justin Herbert allowed to thrive. And what? And my last comment is just, he's gone under the radar. But for me, Bryce Callahan, what a pickup. What an absolute steal to bring in in free agency. Stick in the slot. Completely shuts down his man and gets an interception. Player of the game for me. Yeah, I think we need to talk a bit more about Bryce, and I'm sure we'll be over the coming weeks. Uh, again, an another 
performance from someone that we didn't expect to be be, be bowling out there in approximately 64 seconds after this short commercial break. We'll be back when we focus our attention on the week two opener, Thursday night football in Kansas City. It's going to be a good game. We'll be back shortly. The NFL's opening week was action-packed and it's just getting started. The Bolts went 1-0 with a fine performance from Khalil Mack. Get ready for week two of touchdowns, big plays and even bigger wins with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. This week, new customers can just bet $5 on any football game and get $200 in free bets instantly. Want more action? Everyone can experience the thrill of DraftKings' early win promotion. It's simple. This Sunday, bet on any NFL team to win. If your team leads by 10 at any point during the game, you get paid instantly, even if your team loses. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code TPPN to get $200 in free bets instantly when you place a $5 bet on any football game. That's code TPPN only at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. Welcome back to Charge of Boss podcast. John Walsh Jr. here with Bez and my uh, other good buddy, John Ayres. We're talking Chiefs Chargers for the next 30 minutes or so. Um, the second best quarterback in the NFL is going up against Justin Herbert. It's going to be an absolute cracking game. I'm not predicting the Chargers are going to drop a 50 on the, on the Chiefs. I'm not going to do anything as crazy as that. 35 maybe, but no, seriously, this is, this is, this is a, uh, the NFL is brilliant because week to week we get overreactions, we get underreactions. Um, the Chiefs destroyed Arizona and Arizona played terrible. I think they scored some points in garbage time, but whatever Patrick Mahomes has got the football, we're always uh, uh, sort of fearful of, of what he can do. But if you want to change our mentality, as a franchise, we need to stop being scared of the Chargers. And that's what I've been saying since we launched Chargers at Bolts in 2020. Herbert 2-0 in Kansas City. I mean, where do we want to start? Bez, come on. What is your biggest plus and, and, and sort of concern going to the Chiefs? We'll go for the injury report. Um, McDuffie, the, uh, the, the rookie, is out, which is, is, is probably a, a bit of a slightly good news for us. Um, Patrick Mahomes has got a slightly poorly left wrist, so I'm sure Khalil Mack will be paying particular attention to that uh, as we head into the game tomorrow night. But come on, Bez, kick us off. Chiefs, yeah, Chargers. so it's, it's a proof in the pudding game. The Chargers can't play conservative and expect to win, as John said. You know, you'd need a three touchdown more lead to be able to calm down and just relax into that quarter. You can't, so we have to play balls to the wall. You know, every time we, the blitz happened to Mahomes against the Falcon uh, Cardinals, he just torched them. So you can't bring artificial pressure and get at that and expect to to get turnovers and, and challenge him. So we're going to have to trust that four-man front to get pressure. We're going to have to be great in coverage. We, our defense will be tested because, you know, he can be flustered into turnovers. And that is our strength. But, you know, it's very challenging. Is the old Mahomes back? I've picked him up in fantasy and it seems those 30-odd points have won me week one. So 
I'm hoping that isn't going to happen again. But don't here's my here's my big takeaway. Don't rely on the defense winning you this game. Mahomes is going to score points with the Chiefs. I just see it happening. 30, 38, 35 points, somewhere in that region. He's going to score that against most teams. The the question is, can you go toe-to-toe with him? Can you trust Justin Herbert and your O that doesn't have Keenan Allen to put up as many points and outscore them for the win? And I that's my worry. I we have to go for it and not the fourth and staley go for it. That consistently allow Herbert to make plays that he can make. That's what you have to do. Trust in him and he shall deliver. Yeah, there's a couple of Chiefs that kind of worry me. We've got to pay attention to him. But John, I know you've been studying tape for the last couple of days. I know you, you've uh, come on over to you, John. Let, yeah, it's going to be an inter- it's going to be an interesting um, interesting game because. You know, a lot of fans are going to want to point to the the Chargers' success uh, against the Chiefs from a defensive standpoint. Majority of games, they hold them to somewhere around 24 points. Um, that's a pretty good target. I mean, if you can, if you told me, you know, we're holding the Chiefs to 24 points, I would say I'll take it, right? I like our chances if we do that. Um, so in the past, they've been able to do that. But, but also because in the past, the Chiefs' offense has really funneled through um, – Kelsey and Hill, right? Those were the main players. Everybody else was just kind of like extra pieces when Mahomes needed to make something happen, or if he saw some sort of blown coverage or some sort of mismatch he liked, then they'd get they'd get fed. But ultimately, it was Hill and Kelsey are the priorities. And you know, in the past, it was if you could stop them, you know, and avoid the big plays, uh, you would pretty much be able to beat the Chiefs or at least come close. Now, there is a new look Chiefs offense and in a way it's kind of better than their old offense. And I say that because it's different. All right. Uh, Mahomes did his best Justin Herbert impression. He spread the ball around. He didn't necessarily have a favorite target. Um, Obviously Kelsey's there. He's always going to try to hit Kelsey up. Uh, Kelsey just made Simmons who, again, a lot of people liked him just as him coming out. Uh, A lot of people wanted him over Herbert uh, because they didn't like Herbert that much as a quarterback. That's a whole nother story. But I mean, he, Every time Simmons was on Kelsey, it felt like Kelsey was ripping off a big play. Okay. He could not handle him in coverage. Good news is we're not going to put a linebacker or whatever Simmons is. I'm not really not sure what his, he's kind of, he, kind of like a Derwin. He's, kind of, he's a hybrid guy. We're not going to put that on, on, on Kelsey really for a good chunk of, you know, or at least the important plays we've got Derwin James who has a history of shutting down Kelsey. So great. We can shut him down. However, this new offense kind of like the old offense but different in that it's a lot of short quick passes okay and part of that might have been the scheme right so Arizona as Bez said unable to generate pressure with their standard uh defensive front okay so what did they do they said hey we're gonna go ahead and blitz Mahomes blitzing Mahomes is a poor decision he eats the blitz for breakfast he loves it he sees it coming he adjusts they do a lot of pre-snap motion he does a lot of kind of uh you know uh, coaxing the defense to show their hand. And as soon as he sees it, he makes up his mind, maybe audibles, hot routes, whatever. And he eats that blitz for breakfast. So um, the, it is a key for us to be able to generate pressure without having to blitz because 
obviously you're going to want to blitz every once in a while. You can't just never blitz. Okay. Uh, I mean, I know uh, Gus Bradley would say otherwise, but you, you do, you do have to blitz in the, in the modern NFL. And when you have weapons like Derwin James to blitz, that's great. You can catch them by surprise, but you can't be relying solely on blitzing because when you do, you're going to get what happened to the Cardinals and just get eaten up for breakfast. A lot of short, quick passes. Uh, there was a lot of play action from under center. That's something that I hadn't seen a ton of that the chiefs did in the past. A lot of Mahomes under center, running play action and then you know ripping off a quick throw so the offense is different it's a lot of short quick stuff a lot of middle uh through the middle and underneath stuff right a lot it's a little west coasty in, in a sense a little bit more west coasty than we're used to right but how is it the same as the old offense well it's the same as the old offense in that you've got someone like a juju smith schuster running those crosser routes you're, you're hitting him fairly short or, or mid-range the difference is juju smith schuster is going down within five yards okay he's not breaking it for a 50-yard touchdown that is the difference in that before it was it was get hill the ball as much as possible in the middle of the field or wherever and let him basically be one of the yeah. best receivers in the nfl and, go. Through exactly. and, every, and a couple times a game you send him on a, he gets open on on some sort of a you know fly route or whatever you know he and he's just going to do that right it's going to happen once or twice a game he's just going to get past the defense and he's going to get a bomb right but most of his big plays were him running through the middle through traffic get, finding a seam getting open and then just destroying dbs okay so you're not going to get that with the current roster of receivers uh, Juju, Hardman, uh, any of the guys that they have pass catching passes right now, um, they're not going to burn you that way. So, you know, being able to keep them in front of you shouldn't be too hard. Uh, it's really going to come down to a couple things. One, can they stop the run game? Because surprisingly, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire was heavily featured earlier on in that game and throughout the game, and he had a good day running, okay? Don't don't get me wrong here. Clyde Edwards-Hilaire looked like a good running back. against 10 yards average. Yes, yes, he he looked great. And what does that do? You know, it's it's kind of what I think Lombardi was trying to do against the Raiders is, hey, we've got a good run game. You've got to respect that. And now it makes it easier for the passing game. So I think if they can clamp down on the run and take that away from the Chiefs, um, I think they're going to have a, uh, an easier day getting hold of it. And then the last thing is generating pressure. Mahomes had zero picks, should have had two. Absolutely should have had two. Two, one that was literally in the defender's arms and he just, let it go through his hands. And the other one where the receiver actually made a pretty good play on the ball to keep it from being intercepted in the end zone, two plays absolutely should have been interceptions. Why Mahomes throwing those dangerous passes. Okay. Like as, as settled and mature as he looked in this last game, throwing it short, taking what the defense gave him, penalizing them for mistakes. That's great. And all when he was flustered, when he was moving around, he was still the Mahomes who's trying to make something happen with his arm that maybe he shouldn't. Okay. So, Big key is when he makes those mistakes, because he's going to make a couple of them versus our defense. I, I know he is. We need to capitalize. We need to catch the ball. We need to get the interception and we need to score. The other thing, fumbles. There were four fumbles that I that I saw during that game. Two of them from Juju Smith-Schuster. Juju Smith-Schuster, who has a history of some ball control issues. So I think whenever I think they should be lining up and practicing, uh, letting Juju catch that underneath and then hitting them hard putting their helmet on the ball, punching at it. Because I can tell you right now, if if you get, said, hey, make one weird prop bet that you think is going to happen, my prop bet would be over on one fumble by Juju Smith-Schuster. I think he fumbles the ball at least once, maybe twice. Uh, luckily, one of them went out of the end zone. The other one, um, 
uh, was in fact recovered. So, uh, you know, I, I think, uh, was it, uh, there was a fumbled handoff and then is it Hilaire or Pacheco or one of the other running backs also kind of had a fumble, which they recovered their own fumble. So, you know, again, four fump four plus the two inter- uh, potential interceptions, that's six turnover worthy plays. Cardinals only got the ball one time. Okay. Not going to fly when the chiefs make a mistake. We have to pounce, right? The good news for us is based off what I saw in that first game, this team is all over the ball. We've got ball hawks. We've got guys jumping for loose balls. So I think they can. So I I think that's a key to victory for the defense right there. Yeah, I think it's a great, uh, great start to the uh, Chiefs uh, uh, conversation, guys. Out of all that, there's one key takeaway that I've got going to the game. It's the first two drives for both teams. I don't think, John, you're absolutely right. Bez, you're absolutely right. We need to put points on the board early against the Chiefs, especially when when we're fresh. And you saw the energy that went into the the, the first half of the Raiders game. I think that I don't I don't want to say nervous energy. I would say um, energy on on a, on a high. You know, this is a new team in a new era, and we we've got to learn to control that. What I want to see in the first two drives, with and without the ball, is is containing the Chiefs when we haven't got the football. If we can limit the Chiefs to three points out of the first two drives, and if we can at least score three, if not a touchdown, with our first two possessions, I think that's going to set the tone. If the Chiefs score on their opening drive and then we don't respond, we get a three and out, the Chiefs then come in with a field goal. We're trailing by 10, probably going to the second quarter. We don't want to be chasing the game. We don't want that gap to be uh, double digits, points on the scoreboard I think I think it might be too much to ask um I, I'm all in on, on on generating pressure early and and John you you're right that Arizona they didn't execute enough they didn't put enough pressure on Mahomes can we and this is a question for you both I don't know the answer and you probably won't either can we expect our players like the Asante Samuels to come with another, another interception you know, Drew Tranquil, his first ever career interception. Can we expect that in, in, in this game? I'm not so sure because it, it's week to week. It's like Khalil Mack said on socials. It's just another game. Week two is another game. We've got to start again. And I think we've got to carry that momentum in. And we've got, we've, we've just got to, we've got to do everything that we did against the Raiders and a little bit more. Because you know, though, that, was if we win this, you know the hype is going to just explode. It's going to be... I've never known hype like it in the off-season. We've beaten the Raiders. If we win this game, it's going to be unparalleled. Even the media might notice the charges. Well, look, we're going, to go to a quick, we're going to go to a quick short break. We're going to come back and do predictions, and I'm not going to fall back on what I've said in, in, the, in the pre-season. Then the day, I'm all in. And I think we have to be... When, when Brandon Staley talks about having a winning mentality. I think that goes to the fan base as well. If you go back, guys, to 2013, 2014, and you remember the days on Twitter back then, it was a very, very ugly timeline. There was a lot of bickering, a lot of falling out. People didn't get along, and now it's a bit more positive. But if we if we did lose on Thursday, there'll be a meltdown by certain sections of the of the of, of the uh, fan base, if, if we win, people just expect those expectations to go higher and higher. Same as Arizona. We don't know what team that is because they might have had a bad day at the office. Not really going to affect us. They're in the NFC West. It doesn't change the price of fish, but it is week to week. 
We'll come back, short break, and we'll get into those hot and tasty predictions. If I can find the video, that is. Hey, Bolt fam. John Walls Jr. here from the Charge at Bolts podcast. We've got a great offer for you from Raycon. Lately, I've been listening to a lot of World War II uh, podcasts from James Holland and Al Murray, a.k.a. the We Have Ways of Making Talk podcast. And it's been great. One of the reasons it's been great is because I listen to uh, you using the Raycon wireless earbuds to do it. Raycon's everyday earbuds look, feel, and sound better than ever with optimized gel tips for the perfect in-here fit. These earbuds are so comfortable and they will not budge. Trust me. Raycons give you eight hours of playtime and a 30-hour battery life. Raycons are priced just right and you get quality audio at half the price of other premium audio brands. It's no wonder Raycon's everyday earbuds have over 50,000 five-star reviews. I love the earbud tap functions and the noise isolation mode and the awareness mode. Really important for me when I'm on my two to three hour round trip commute across London on the London Underground. You've got to get a pair of these folks. Go to buyraycon.com slash TPPN today to get 15% off your Raycon order. That's buyraycon.com slash TPPN to score 15% off buyraycon.com slash TPPN. Welcome back, folks. We are talking Chargers Chiefs. Uh, thanks for listening to the commercials. It does pay for us to use quality platforms like this and bring you quality content. Now, Raiders Nation thought they were going to come into our building and win. John, what is the word on the streets of the United States? Chief Kingdom, have they already won this game in their mind? What are you hearing? Um, I mean, I wouldn't say they they think they've won the game in their mind. Um, I, I do think that they are very confident going into the game as they should be. They're the defending AFC West champs. Um, they're 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 a good team. They haven't given up the gauntlet yet. There's no reason to think they're not the number one team in the West, no matter what anybody tells you. Until they lose it, they are still the 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 leading team in the West. So I think they have that mentality. I've seen a few um, you know, there is there is some, you know downplaying on herbert um there is a narrative out Shock. there and I, it's, you know i mean a lot of them respect what herbert does a lot of them do so it's not like they think he's a scrub or anything but uh there is a narrative that i have seen a few times now through their social uh interactions where they think that herbert gets cold right they 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 blame the second half lap like where they're kind of lulls in the second half which seems to be pretty common with this team by the way uh these lulls they a lot of them are saying oh herbert gets cold and the offense gets cold right um so I think we who watch know better than that. I mean, sometimes he does. Sometimes Herbert just has doesn't have a great game or he has a few series where he just doesn't look great. It happens, whatever. Uh, but I think the narrative that he gets cold in the second half is more about the offensive play calling and what ends up happening, um, as well as drops, uh, which rear their ugly head than anything else. So I think Chiefs Kingdom is pretty excited about the game. I think they are a little nervous. Uh, but ultimately, I think they're all pretty confident as they should be if i were a chiefs fan i'd be confident too that they had a great game showing against arizona uh you know the they the chargers almost blew it late against the raiders like there's no reason for me to look at those two games and think hey as a casual fan chiefs got this so well there'll be no harrison book uh, on thursday to score a uh, what was it 62 yard field goal which he scored uh, or he converted at the, at the so yeah, I, I had to drop him in three fantasy leagues, so thank you for that one. <laughs> he, and I've got Keenan as well. Well, 
this is it. I mean, we've got we've got to deal without Keener, but this is why you have fifty three man roster, and and thankfully we've got more weapons than NATO, as I wrote yesterday. Um, it's it's the next man up. You can't you can't make that as an excuse. I mean, the weather forecast tomorrow eighty seven degrees, going to be thirty mile an hour wind, so it's going to be favourable conditions, zero chance of rain. So it's it's going to be a good one. I mean, Bez. Are you worried about playing the Chiefs tomorrow? No, I'm not. No, no. I, I just think it's just fantastic to have the AFC West stacked with talent. A Chargers team better than anything I've seen in my fandom. And the Chiefs coming off their 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 pinnacle. Um, it's the right time to play them. Give, it's give us your prediction then. Them. Come on. Give us your so prediction. So I'm going to say 38-31 in an absolute showdown to the Chiefs, because it's away from home. That's why. Okay. John Ayres, come on. I I get, totally get what Bez is talking about here. I actually envision the Chargers having the lead late, and then I envision Patrick Mahomes leading that kind of last-minute drive to defeat them. However, you touched <laughs> on you touched on the biggest news that I think we've glossed over this entire podcast. Harrison Butker. Okay. Kickers are such an important part of this game. And we know for a fact, when you don't have one, it is crap. How there are multiple times we've lost to the chiefs late in games because Harrison Butker, cause we're like, Oh, you know, we've got him stopped at the 40 yard line. They're going to punt. Nope. He's going to kick a 58 yard field goal and, and beat us. Right. That's not happening. Okay. I don't know what scrub they've brought in to kick. I mean, it might be their safety read. I mean, who, by the way, look pretty good kicking on you know, props to him. Uh, but they're not going to have Butker back there, meaning that if we do hold them late, they're going to have to score that touchdown. They're, they're not going to be able to go with the field goal, which is why I think, I think Bez had something right. 31 is, is the number in this game, but I think it's 31 Chiefs, 34 Chargers. I think they win like on that. the last second missed field goal by the Chiefs backup kicker. And then Chiefs Kingdom can start bitching and complain about not having Harrison Butker and then they come into SoFi and then we trash him in SoFi on our way to going undefeated <laughs> and having the second perfect season ever in the NFL. I told you the hype was starting. All right, yes. the hype is that, that's that's a bit much, but I do believe I do believe it comes down to a field goal and I do believe that the them missing Butker is going to be hard cuz they're used to having him. Mahomes is like, "Oh, I got 30 seconds, no big deal. I can get in Butker's range." Well, now you got to get in your your practice squad kicker's range, okay? That's another 10-15 yards closer. Right. So I honestly believe that it comes down to a last second field goal. And I think that the Chiefs miss it in a heartbreaker. That's, but it could go either way. So, but 34 31, my prediction holds. Well, last week you, you all went under 30 points for each team and I went over. This time I'm doing a role reversal. I think the Chargers win it 28 24. Now, I did, for those of you who listened way back about seven or eight episodes ago, I did predict the Chargers would start the season hot at 5 0. And I do believe that. I do believe. The division will be five and one. Bez has had to shoot off uh, family issues. Thank you, Bez. But I think it'd be 28-24. But, John, we, we we really have to bring our A game again uh, this week. And, and just like the Chiefs, short week for both teams. There's there's no one's coming off a bye week. There's no hiding injuries. It is what it is. I think we're going to see more production from Khalil Mack. I think we'll see more production from uh, Joey Bosa. Uh, I don't mean necessarily uh, 
another six or seven sack game. What I'm saying is, I think we'll have we'll have the same again. We'll have we'll have volume from those two players. The the offensive line is now starting to um, clearly clearly jelly. You could see that, but we've just we've just got to do the do the right things right, and that's easier said than done. Sat behind the camera, but I just hope that the the coaching staff take all the negatives that were that were there in that Raiders game and work on those. Herbert will do his thing. We will cope without Keenan Allen. I don't know if Jack, JC Jackson's available. I don't think they've announced it yet, John. No, so, he's, still, he's still he's still designated as questionable. So do, he's probably going to try it out before the game, see what happens. I I don't think so. I no. when he had the surgery, I know everyone was like, "Oh, he could pop." No, I don't. My prediction well, was always going to be he was going to miss the first two games, which sucks. It feels like a poor decision to miss the Chiefs game, but yeah. it is what it is. He's got to yeah. let it heal. And I'd rather, I'd honestly, I'd rather lose the Chiefs game because we didn't have him now early in the season and come back and win games later in the season with him, then I would have him coming in, playing, maybe beating them, but then re-injuring and then be gone for the rest of the season. So he's got to be healthy. you, you yeah, got to have a healthy look, team. I completely agree 100%. JC Jackson is going to get a lot of football time, and we're all predicting the Chargers will go in a playoff run. So, uh, you know, it is it is what it is. Hopefully we'll be back for week three. Uh, and even then, I think that opponent lends itself to JC playing – uh, limited snaps rather than throwing him in uh, and playing the full hog. I mean, running backs for me, we, we're going to see, we, we're going to have to see more of a uh, product on, on, in the running game, John. I mean, 31 carries for 76 yards is not exactly lighting up the league. You know, we, we didn't see an awful lot from Palmer. Obviously, Hovath went for, um, uh, you know, um, a, a score um, in the air, but you know, on, on the ground, it's there's, there's not a lot there at the minute. We, we've we've got to hope that Sony Michel can, can have some more carries. I think he had seven carries for something like twelve yards. But that that's a, that's an area of concern for me is our running game. Uh, and I'm sure the Chiefs will be working to to limit those numbers again. So yeah, I mean, I, I'm I'm all in. I, I think it's going to be a nervous game. I think there'll be a lot of anxiety, a lot of anxious moments for both teams. Penalties again. Penalties hurt. Uh, the Raiders on Sunday, uh, if we could draw a couple of offsides, you know, force those turnovers. Interceptions is going to win us this game, I think. I really do. I'm not concerned about the offensive line. Um, I just think if we can if we can if we can force turnovers and JK Scott can get that hang time over five seconds, Herbert let him rock and roll. I think we'll be okay against a very, very dangerous opponent. Any any final thoughts from you, John? No, I think uh, I think you hit the nail on the head there with that running game comment. I think they need to get the running game going just for balance. Um, you know, I'd like to see a few more screens to Eckler, give him some more opportunities in space. Um, you know, do you want to give Sony Michelle more um, more touches? Maybe. Honestly, Joshua Kelly looked really good. Yeah, he looked all all the player that we'd want out of a running back too. Four so, for twenty one. Yeah. I, I I have no problem with the way he ran, the way he moved. So I think uh, I, I think Joshua Kelly is a is a great kind of change of pace, second back there. Um, so yeah, I'm, I'm pretty happy with what we have. I think they just need to maybe execute on the blocks a little bit better, uh, create a few more holes, and and I think it'll be better. I I, I do think it's going to be a better um, run game this week. I think the the Chiefs' defensive line is ripe to be run on. 
Um, so I, I think that uh, I think that'll be an important part of the game as well. So yeah, and I think I think it's going to be important carrying into this game with with some more veterans on the roster, the likes of Sebastian Joseph Day, you know, Cleo Mike, JC Jackson, because they'll be getting round all those uh, rookies and uh, you know second year pros, setting a few nerves and 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 giving their own opinions as you would expect from 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 team captains. But at the end of the day, when you're playing against Andy Reid. You've got to play, pay the pay that pay his team respect it deserves. But we can't afford to lose this game. We've got to if we're going to lose the game. What I mean by that is we can't afford to lose it on our terms. If we're going to lose it, we need to make Kansas City work damn hard for it, which we have seen in, in the. I think we're two and two, aren't we, in the last four outings, and they've been all relatively close games. And th- and this is what we predicted again. We, we do not want to see a disaster because at the minute people are still obviously finding their feet within the roster um, and it, it could upset that the entire um, uh, sort of uh, nature of the, of the locker room if, if we have a bit of a, a slide in Kansas City. But I don't envision that will happen. We've got a lot of quality piece in the football field. We just need people to step up again and come up with those magic plays. John... It's been a pleasure as usual. Where where are you watching the game tomorrow? By the way, Are you staying uh, home. Yeah, I'm not going to Kansas City. I'm not going to Missouri. It's not happening. So uh, I'll be watching it from the sweet confines of the house. Uh, my poor family's got to listen to me yell. I'm sure, but uh, <laughs> it, it'll be fine. Well, it'll be. I think it's 1:15 a.m. over in the UK. Um, I'll be sat on the sofa amongst all the boxers, ready for the. Uh, Move on Friday. Um, oh, yeah. Interestingly, my good lady wife cancelled the broadband uh, as of tomorrow morning. So I'll be hoping and praying that my, my data holds up uh, on, on Prime. <laughs> but I'll, I'll be watching the game. Oh, crook. 100%. Wouldn't miss it for the world. Where can we find you on uh, socials, John? Uh, you can find me at Adroid Airs, hashtag Audible Chocolate. Of course. You can find me, Endzone85. Don't forget, Danny wasn't able to make it tonight. UKLA charges. Bez. Bez the Spaniard, charged up underscore pod, and the, the main Twitter handle is charged up underscore bolts. It's been a, uh, another great show. Hopefully, we can report in next week, going to week three with another victory. Stay safe, enjoy the game tomorrow, people, and bolt up. Bolt up.